a black man as Tevya on Fiddler on the Roof, two supermoms impress their littlest fans, and to drink or not to drink, that is the question. This is the Weekly Squeeze with Hanala and... As my daughter-in-law calls me, Mama Felig. That would make you my mama. Exactly. So, you asked and we delivered. I am lucky enough to have my parents here for Purim, a Freilich and Purimah, even though it's not Purim in Yerushalayim. We get two days. You get two days. You get to celebrate here in Beit Shemesh, and you get to celebrate in Yerushalayim. White Yantav could be better to have for two days. It depends if you ask. <laughs> you know, on Instagram, I'm watching everyone share, like, tips on how to manage this day. And I'm trying to remember, was it chaotic when we were growing up? Was Purim a hard day for you? For me, it was very hard. Okay. Because I so. wanted to make sure it wasn't hard for the kids. Right. It was super chaotic. Right. It was super chaotic. I mean, I don't know. You probably remember when you used to make those shalach manis. They used to melt in the sun. Yeah. Um, I, I that know. was chaotic for me. Why would you deliver ice cream <laughs> in Miami? It wasn't the ice cream. I made these chocolate baskets with those wafers that were covered with chocolate. Okay. If, listener, my mother made chocolate baskets out of chocolate wafers Filled with strawberries. Now, mind you, it's usually about 100 degrees in Miami on Purim. And as fun as my father is, I don't know how excited Ta was to deliver those. Oh, my God. I don't know what I was thinking. You were thinking that Purim should be fun and and exciting. And it was. And then we used to go to those huge parties for the community. Right. Oh, right. Remember? Yes. And it was noisy. And the kids were full of sugar. Before Corona. And it was very uh, tense. Yes. But it was fun. It it was was a lot of fun. And the most important thing is that the kids take something nice out of it and have a good time. That's right. So let's go right into Israeli news. We're not going to focus too much on the politics because you're not an Israeli and you're just kind of picking up the atmosphere here for the next two weeks or so. But let's share some joyful news from the land of Israel. So there's this nonprofit organization in Israel that created a series of tutorials okay, that help parents of disabled children create homemade Purim costumes for kids in wheelchairs, strollers, or walkers. Basically, all wheelchair-friendly. Oh, that's so beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? I actually saw today on the gram the most amazing costume, wheelchair-friendly by the most amazing mom, clearly. And she made her kid the most incredible wheelchair-friendly costume. This is a Superman costume. She did that herself? Yes. I'll tell you the pressure... Is on. Well, you. Ha- I am happy I don't live in this generation because we put a couple of stripes on a white sheet and pretended that they were in jail and <laughs> it was epic. I remember being a clown, a witch. We had yeah. baking powder in our hair and then I'm we were an old you. lady and that was basically it. So yes, this times is, have definitely changed. Amazing. By the way, it's smack in the middle of perm afternoon here. So if you hear any music or festivities or kids screaming... It's just, it is what it is. It's the only time we have. It's so the only time it we have. Okay, so we have this amazing Superman costume, wheelchair friendly. And I have to say that just getting my own kids, who Baruch Hashem are healthy and well, and walking on their four feet, I have a kid wearing skates for about a month now. She's a roller skater, is a challenge. So for mothers to go the extra mile to make their kids feel great on Purim, I mean, that, bravo, seriously. It doesn't matter what you're putting in your shalchmanis as long as your kids are happy. Speaking of happy kids, President Isaac Herzog and First Lady Michal Herzog distributed Shalach Manis to children at Shari Tzedek who are in the hospital. They dressed up as doctors and they actually bumped into Ishai Rebo who was singing in a different ward. So that's pretty cute. I'll tell you what, what's so beautiful about this. Because of coronavirus, a lot of the kids who have been in the hospital in the last two years missed out on that experience where they bring clowns and they bring entertainment and, you know, they 
go out of their way to make the kids feel special. So now the coronavirus, Baruch Hashem, is more or less behind us. The president of Israel was the first to, yeah, to get on board and to make it special. And as you know, listener and ma, um, there are Israeli kids in the hospital, there are Arab kids in the hospital, and we don't discriminate. Everybody gets great treatment, and everybody it's gets love and attention. It's interesting, because in the hotel that we're staying in, the Arab guy that was cleaning the room was actually telling me that. He was telling me that he loves Israeli people. And he says, here, you go to the hospital, everybody's the same. They treat you the same. They're nice to you the same exact way. And it was interesting to hear it's that. It's not such him. a bad job to be an, yeah. a- an Arab cleaning in the yeah. Waldorf. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a fancy it job. It actually is. He was very <laughs> impressed with himself. Okay, before we move on from Perm News, I thought this was hilarious, okay? I read this in the New York Jewish Week, okay? They're some news agency. And they're sharing that Jewish groups urge their communities, no blackface this Purim. Now, I know just the word blackface is triggering for people. And I actually saw kids here in Beit Shemesh wearing blackface. And it doesn't particularly bother me because I'm not a racist. <laughs> when I was young, do you yeah. know that picture oh, that you, I have? There's a picture. My mother's sitting I'm, here thinking, <laughs> guilty, guilty. I, I actually dressed as Idi Amin, I think, at the time. Who's that? From um, Africa. Well, he, was, he was a dictator in okay. Africa, and I made my face black with, with chocolate. Yeah. I'll never forget it. It was itching the whole day long, but I felt so... Did anyone look at you twice? Did anyone make a no, comment? They no, they thought it was so cute, and they and were looking for chocolate. And you're living in Crown Heights. Yeah, they were looking for chocolate. I was a kid. I was about 10 years old. Yeah, I think you were a little older. No? No. You looked older. Okay, so you're dressed in blackface in Crown Heights, and no one called you racist or said anything about it. It was a non-issue. Non-issue. That did you think that it could have been an issue? No, that wasn't on the agenda those days. Nobody mentioned color and race like that. Well, today, if you put there black- was definitely no Black Lives Matter agenda. You're kidding. Exactly. In the future, we should go back to that agenda because Black Lives Matter made life more complicated, not less. I mean, I think Black Lives Matter, but I think that everything that happens in this country of America, I mean, that goes completely extreme so that's the problem right so blackface is off the table you can't dress up let's say like niece and black like what if my kid wants to be niece and black for perm he can't so what i can't they suggest Um, he could if he's yemenite and a little bit on the dark side but they suggest why because what's what's your point what are you saying that you think it's well i'll tell you what my point is i'll tell you what my point is what bothers me is in detroit right Mm -hmm. there was a play put on Fiddler on the Roof, okay? A, a, a Jewish play by a Jewish cast, a musical theater, and they wanted to show diversity and they wanted to show that they're, God forbid, not you know disqualifying anyone because of their race. And Tevya, the main character of the show, mm-hmm. is a black man. Are you serious? Yeah, look. That's what I mean. They take it to the extreme. So my point is, he wasn't a black man. Exactly. The world became so confusing when we... The lines are very blurry. They are, because there are no lines anymore. So do you think it's accurate? I mean, there's a bunch of people sitting on, you know, in a room discussing what do you think about having a black man for Tevya, and many of them obviously said yes. So I don't know if it's clearly wrong quote-unquote so a black man could dress up like a jew but a jew can't dress up like a black man that's the bottom line and that's, that's why i find it. it confusing let's go back to perm i like perm better. let's go back to perm i'll tell you you look at instagram at perm ideas and like the sky is the limit it's really pressure for you guys i don't know how you do it you young people i don't do it <laughs> <laughs> i'm so proud of you i raised the right you kind raised of me attitude right. i love it 
Honestly, if I was young now, I would be making things. I don't even know what. It's fun for them. It's like the, one of the strongest memories you have as a child. Exactly. Of a yunt of being fun. Because then Pesach comes in and it's all well, over. Well, I'm going to be dressed up like a cleaning lady. Okay. What's strange to me is that there's no actual source of getting dressed up for perm. Did you know that? Hmm. Like if I asked you to pinpoint. That's the thing about me. I'm the perfect Jew. I ask no questions. You ask no questions. That's My it. mother I has Yira Shemayim. That's it. Nasa Vinishma. There's some people think that's amazing. Some people look at me like you are. I like, look at you and I think you're amazing. And you are like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a. Fill go, in the blank. I go back and forth. No, I'm just saying I was doing a little research. And, you know, on Shavuos we eat milchigs. And Hanukkah we eat latkes. And Rosh Hashanah we eat apple and honey and all these different minhagim but like mm-hmm. where did dressing up actually come from and i'm not gonna draw you into this whole long back and forth discussion but there is some suggestion that it's from a guyish influence which mm. is crazy because we really don't take on minhagim that come from roman carnivals where and did you see that though what do you mean a suggestion on the internet hello where i get all i know but my which, from it. Who this said was it? actually on vus is nice this was actually on vus is nice this is nice yeah, i mean that's this is, legit this is legit so there's a whole conversation that the source of dressing up for purim is not necessarily clear and that we essentially ended up dressing up on Purim and then try to figure out how it made sense. So we connected it to the idea of Esther and, you know, hiding her identity and Haman hiding the fact that he hated the Jews and that Hashem hid himself in the story. So we disguise ourselves as part of the theme of Purim. But it is. That's how the whole story happened. I know, but the whole dressing up where we we make it such a focus... It but just, what's wrong with that? Because I feel that in Yiddishkeit... We have to have a little fun? <laughs> yeah, we have to have a little good kosher fun, and we need that. But that's not a reason to set up... need a, it too. But that's not a reason to... We, we make a min hug out of dressing up. Dressing up is But it's very, not. That's the whole point. If mm-hmm. you don't dress up, it's fine. Nobody looks at you and thinks you're not partaking in it's this It's funny, because I actually went to shul hugging. today wearing my plaid shirt, my jean skirt, and my docks, and I realized I wasn't dressed up. But had I put on a farmer hat, I would have been dressed up like a farmer. <laughs> so go. I make zero effort and I still look like a farmer on a regular Wednesday. I'm a huge fan of making anything okay a lot of fun. Because I think in Yiddishkeit, whatever is okay should be very much enjoyed. Right. Exactly. That's how I feel. Now, what do you feel about alcohol? <laughs> Except <laughs> alcohol. You know what? They, on the cover of the Ami magazine this week, actually... This coming week, they, they spoke about that because obviously it's a big problem. Yeah, it is a big problem. I heard a voice note from Izzy Clapman. You know Brockley Clapman? Yeah. So her brother sends out these voice notes where he rants and raves about whatever the issue of the day, the I day is. I know about that. I need to So the too. voice note, he's saying that unless you're a Lubavitcher, you should not be drinking. If you're not a Lubavitcher, stay away from the alcohol. It's not for you. You don't understand the mechanics of being shaker on perm. But I There's have a certain me- method to the madness. Yes, but I don't agree necessarily for two reasons. First of all, when we were growing up, as you can remember, okay, unless you were also drinking. <laughs> as, <laughs> not at that time. Not at that time. Um, not until you had to raise me. So uh, as you remember, alcohol played a large role in some not pleasant situations that took place. Very much so. Over Yom and Typhon. So just because you're a Lubavitcher and a Russian. I mean, I think till today, everybody knows my father was turning cartwheels all the way down Kingston Besides Avenue. Besides Zadie Muchkin, no one should be drinking Zexic Nights yeah. for breakfast. <laughs> so alcohol you know, was abused, used and abused even when... It always is. Yeah. It always is, Hanala. 
I don't know. I don't find it so funny. I think that if kids are in Lubavitch yeshivas, they shouldn't be drinking. And if kids are in Litvish yeshivas, they shouldn't be drinking. And you make a lechaim in a shot glass at your father's perm soda and everything. I don't know, though. I don't know how it is today in the yeshivas because um, I think when my parents came here, they came from Russia, and Russians were big drinkers, mm-hmm. huge drinkers. Mm-hmm. So they gave that over maybe to the next generation. But I think this generation of uh, mashpias and mashpim. mashpim and, and you know, people mechan who work in yeah. mashpim, they don't drink as much as they used to the years ago. So maybe it's not so bad today. Well, the awareness has been brought to people's attention that it's a real addiction and that we, we just because you do it l'shem shemaim doesn't mean you can't end up addicted to alcohol and abusing it. So it's nice to see some change. So we're not drinking at, uh, at the meal today Wilson, at the soda? Wilson, we're in Israel, and we're Lubavitchers, and we're, there's literally no rules. <laughs> and you're on vacation. So we're going to do the second half of this segment after a couple, couple of drinks. couple of drinks, and it's going to get funnier as the hour passes. So let's move on to some other Jewish news that's not necessarily related to Israel. Or Purim. Or Purim. I read a story where Jewish summer camps are filing a second lawsuit against a Catskills town over zoning laws that they allege are discriminatory. So, as you know, camps are usually upstate in the Catskills, near all these little small upstate towns. And camps, you know, speaking of no rules, there are no rules for how loud the music is and how chaotic it gets when it's color war or when they're putting on a show. So the neighbors are complaining. So there are issues, whether the camp is expanding or whether what time the music should be on till night. We ah. had that when I was in camp. That was even 40 years ago. Did I remember you, the neighbors complaining. Did you feel ever like they were annoyed that it was a Jewish camp? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Because the people who live upstate New York are not the friendliest, the biggest Jew lovers in the world. At the time, I felt like we were invading their space territory. Yeah. yeah. It depends who you are. Like if Ta was next to a summer camp, he'd burn that thing down. <laughs> exactly. Ta gets annoyed with when a uh, iguana spends time at the, in, at the on pool. his property. Yeah, makes too much noise creeping by. So I, I can appreciate that having a summer camp with loudspeakers and chaos can be stressful for neighbors, but... I don't know, to do that whole discriminatory case, it just feels a little aggressive. I don't know. I wonder if the camp was not a Jewish camp and they made that much noise, if they would do the same thing. Well, they'd probably have a bigger budget, so they would be able to fight with real lawyers. (laughs) It's all about the money, huh? (laughs) If a Jewish lawyer, we're going to go with discriminatory. Perfect. Let's go. We're going to win this case. Um, You sent me to camp really early, Ma. There's actually no real... You wanted to go. You were... Dying to go to camp. At eight? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. You were ready for it. I know. You I was only act- had four girls in your class. You were bored. Yeah. The summer was boring and yeah. hot. I know. I was ready. You I, loved I, it. Yeah. Listeners, I went to camp at eight years old and nine years old and from then on. But you were eight years old, but you were my oldest. Right. So to me, you seemed more grown up. Yeah. And I was ready. I had no and complaints. And your friends went. I loved it. Remember when I convinced Natalie and Shoshana to come too? They'll never forgive you. No. They'll never for- <laughs> when, when I was raising awareness for Epson Hecht's fundraiser... And I told Natalie about it. She's like, fundraiser, they should pay me. I'm still traumatized. <laughs> camp is not for everybody. It wasn't everybody. for me. I wasn't a camp girl at all. No. Did not Why? like it. But you didn't like it at home either. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So, I think I should have just gone to Israel. Yeah. Here I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's cute. I have no complaints. It it lined up my whole life. I had so many beautiful opportunities from it. And I actually feel bad that there are no sleepaway camps here in Israel. 
There aren't any? No, no, it's not a thing. What a great experience for kids. That's it's not a thing. First of all, there's... A lot no. of girls go to Camp Muna from Israel. And so girl, yeah, Yaffa wants to come. Their friends yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Yaffa wants to come to America for the summer to a camp in Maybe Queens. Maybe one day she will. In yeah, I, yeah I don't know. Okay. Believe me, I don't, apparently all her friends from Israel are going to Queens. It's a sleepover camp in Queens? I think it's a day camp and they're oh, arranging okay. something for the girls. But what? But I don't know. I ain't moved to Israel so that my kids should go to Queens for summer camp. It's not, Well, you know? let her convince her friends from Queens to come here. Let her convince her father, her Sephardi father, to let her out of the house for more than five minutes. <laughs> so, Thank God for him. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Moving on to important news, we all know that there is a war currently going on in Ukraine, and we are hoping and praying that things resolve quickly and there should be no more pain for the Ukrainian people and for the Jewish people who live there and everyone who's been forced to flee from their homes. But I thought this was cute. The Ukrainian Jewish president, Vladimir Zelensky, Mm -hmm. okay, so he became quite a superhero. Everyone looks at him like this... Modern Maccabee. So the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, has announced a Zelensky bobblehead. And they're going to donate some of the proceeds to Ukraine relief. I like that. Good yeah. imagination. Yes. I would love a Hanla bobblehead. I mean, <laughs> everything goes back to me. You look already like a bobblehead, but <laughs> why would they make a bobblehead? It's like a comical thing. You He's a comedian. Of- he was a comedian. Oh, because he was a comedian. Yeah, Correct. not only right. that, but Netflix... Brought back his show. He was on a show. Well, they knocked the comedy out of him. I can tell you that. Oh, that's true. That, that's, Let's see what happens. Yeah. You're saying Putin knocked the comedy out of him. Yes. Then and again, then again, the Jews were making jokes in Auschwitz. <laughs> you know, it's that's hard the right to, way to be. Yeah. The it Jews, is. they just keep laughing. Listen, there's nothing like a little laughter to change up the mood a little bit. Yes, exactly. Did you see this God Elbas um, music video? No. Oh, my goodness. This is so cute. I'm going to turn it on for one second. When did it come out? It came out. First of all, I just want to mention something. I spoke about God Elbaz in my last show, and he did not repost it in his stories. So I'm just telling you right now, listener, on the Weekly Squeeze, we have a policy. If we... (laughs) I will not repeat what my mother said. It's something to do with food. Okay. All I'm saying is that if we speak about you and you don't repost, three strikes and you're out... So, God Elbaz, if you're listening, you have to repost the Weekly Squeeze in your story. Especially when you're a felig. Espe- what do you mean? You're related to Uncle Schleimy. That is a good you point. You need to be reposted okay, just for that alone. Listener, when God Elbaz started his career, he was in Florida, and one of my uncles... No, Schleimy was here, Uncle Schleimy, and he met God Elbaz here, I think. He met him here. And he literally put him on the map. Literally put him on the map. All right. You heard it here first. Yeah. So, God Elbaz, if you're listening, repost the Weekly Squeeze because we're going to talk about your music video right now. I'm just going to show my mother a clip. He was here in Israel and he filmed this video and I think it's fantastic. Check this out. I want to know one thing. Yes. Who paid for this video? Not Can me. you get them to pay for yours? Not me. I don't need them to pay for me. I'm married to Vera. I'm, mar- I'm married oh, to Almighty Productions. Yeah. yeah, but he could buy you something else instead. I really want to know who pays for those videos because it's a pay- it's a Purim song. So it's not like it's going to be played more than once a year during this time. Listen, we, don't know, we don't know everybody's um, budget and why they spend money. I'm just money. asking you because yeah, you yeah. know they're expensive. Right. You're always talking about that. Right. Every singer has to invest in their business um, at some point or throughout the year. So I suppose when they're discussing the content for the year, they try to figure out what area could use a little boost 
And it could be that he hasn't put out a solid perm video in a few years. And he figured if you play it just once a year and there's not so many perm videos, especially not as cute as this, it will gain traction in, in the long run. If it's run. cute, then they'll probably play it over yeah. and over again. He likes year. to do this kind of stuff. He dances, he gets stressed, he's into it, you know, he, the, whole, the whole spiel. So I thought this was a cute video. Yeah. What else you got? What else I got? Okay, I am going to skip over some technical uh, halacha stuff like the conversion bill that was delayed here in Israel because that is something that I need to discuss with Rafal, my husband, who knows more about exactly. all that stuff. True you, that. All I want is that Jews here in Israel are converted properly and that my kids don't marry someone who came from parents who were converted and it wasn't 100%. Oh, right. The Lubavitcher Rebbe was crying about yeah. this yeah. Me, so he, many, he. so many, so many years ago, literally sobbing. Well, the I Rebbe saw that. because now it is wow. still on the table. The conversation about conversions here in Israel, it is still a hot the button issue. The Rebbe knew how hard it is to get this bill passed properly. Yeah. So, All those years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's still evolving and changing and let's just hope that the Rebbe's Kayach from Shemayim has it's more, it's a power more, it's over this. It's more double and triple from Shemayim. So I came across something very interesting when I was perusing for Jewish news, and I'm curious what you think about this. The necklace? I love it. <laughs> My mother's looking at a picture of what looks like it fell off the Titanic, a beautiful heirloom Emerald. necklace. So what's yeah. the story with this necklace? This column is called Files of the Bastin, mm-hmm. and it's a column where people submit something that they went through, and the Bastin gives their... You know, their Suck. their sack or their uh, their theory or their thought or their. You're eating it anyway. Yeah, you could have it. So this is a column where people submit their halacha questions, and the Torah law is shared um, according to the Shulchan Aruch, and then people could decide what to do, or we'll know what to do. So someone writes that their dear parents passed away, and the three children were dividing up the parents' estate based on the will that their father left. So the two sons inherited 40% of the estate, and Joan, the only daughter, was given 20%. The daughter's name is Joan. So Joan had access to a safe in her late parents' home, and she opened it, and she took out her mother's valuable jewelry. Mm -hmm. When her brothers found out that she took the jewelry, they demanded that she return it, and she said, listen, it's a well-known fact that the jewelry of a mother belongs to her daughter. That's true. Okay. Um, Unless she, they specify otherwise. So but she yes. said, yes. So she said that, you know, mom passed away suddenly and that dad was sick at the time when mom passed away. And if her mother had still been alive and her father had not been sick, her mother definitely would have given her the jewelry. And she just felt like it belonged to her. Mm-hmm. But her brothers were not interested in their sister's plea and they demanded that she return what she stole. So they actually went to a based in. Wow. What do you think the based in sock is? I don't think that. They necessarily would have said that the daughter gets the jewelry. Right, because facts don't care about your feelings. So a halachic will is a halachic will, and that even if she really felt connected to her mother and felt that her mother would have wanted her to have it, they have to go according to the letter of the law, and that's what's written in the board. So this gorgeous piece of jewelry, unfortunately, has to be split between the three of them. Sold and split. So that's interesting. That is why people should make wills. That is why people should make wills. I don't wills. understand And that's it. why you should just announce right here on the air you what know, you're leaving you, me. Yeah, you know. You know. We pointed it out in my jewelry box. Okay. I just want to take one second to remind you that we are sponsored by Daily Giving. Daily Giving is an amazing 
platform where you set it and forget it, like Charlene says. Like I did. Yes. You sign up. You, might, you signed up yeah. for $365 every single day, including today. It's beautiful. You give a dollar. You get an email every day where your money goes. Lamana Chai, for example, that helps families in Israel get out of poverty. They were delivering ice cream the other day. They get $50,000 a year from daily giving. I have to say, honestly, um, you do feel good about the fact that you know that Every single day, you gave that tzedakah. Yeah, it's a virtual tzedakah box. Yeah, I mean, you give tzedakah anyway because you're so physically used to putting money in a pushka and Erev Shabbos and everything like that. But you do feel like, oh, I'm covered. Right, so when you see campaigns online for High Lifeline and for Hask or all these different organizations, you know that the money you gave at the beginning of the year is being distributed to those organizations. So sign up for dailygiving.org slash the weekly squeeze and tell them that we sent you. All right, moving right along. We're going to wrap this perm issue up shortly because we're going to have a Sa'uda in about an hour. I just, and that roast looks really good. I made a roast. Can you imagine? I don't know. I'm, I'm like very suspect. Are very you sure su- you made it or you brought it upstairs from the neighbor who really made it? You don't it have to you know all my it. secrets just because you're here, okay? <laughs> just, just you know, let's just move on to things you do know about. I it, checked the kitchen right in- away when I came Instagram into Instagram news. Let's move on to Instagram news. Go for it. Instush. Did you see this picture of Gal Gadot in the kitchen making hamantashen? Um, no. You don't follow Gal Gadot? I actually don't. Yeah, she's cute though, no? She's beautiful, but there's such a... Discrepancy? Disconnect. I, I, yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah. It's like when um, Idan, what's her name? Sings Vihi Shamda. Idan Menz again? What's her name? Yeah. She, she sang Vihi Shamda? Yeah, it's beautiful. Right. But it's just, I, I, it's like, I it's don't like know. It's like when Barbara Streisand sings yeah, Avino Malkenu. Exactly. It, it feels and a little bit pe- like that. Right. It does. Knowing, you know, what is what, what their lives are like. I mean... I shouldn't be that kind of judgmental, but I am. I know, but the other hand, I'm thinking about it, and it's quite nice, actually. It is. It's a beautiful thing. And that's what I was saying before, that when you have a yuntif like Purim, you have to make it fun. Because it's those things that keep people connected. Well, Gagadot's daughters are making hamatash. So and I'm, I'm sure there was a conversation that took place that in their kitchen where she said, you know, it's Purim, and this is when Haman... Wanted to kill the Jews and Hashem saved the Jewish people yeah. and it's conversation. That's what about, I'm saying. Yeah. So it is a beautiful thing, really, when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, I think I'm just jealous of the way she looks. I know, <laughs> and the teeth. Sa- says my mother, who's running the marathon in Ritz Hashem next week, all 13 miles. Is 13. it 13.5? 13.5 miles, right? Ritz Hashem. I hope so. Yeah, okay. I always say I hope so because you never know. More Instagram news that I saw. Do you know Shlomo Simcha? Yes, all his brothers. I read about it. Yeah, if I was could that write a that special melody. So it's he, very nice, actually, yes. article. So he was in the Mishpacha magazine. Him and his brothers. How many are they? Eight brothers. They so got beautiful. together to produce a music video for their father, right? In honor of their father. And I thought this was a very sweet, feel-good piece of news. Beautiful. Yeah, it's not really his name, Shlomo Simcha. His last name is Safran. I'd like to know who the latest albums are. Which well, latest albums? Benny came out? Freeman has a perm album. That's okay. Right. Are you talking about there perm was specifically? One you spoke about no journeys. AB Rottenberg. That's it. So I was looking for it on Spotify. Is it on Spotify? No, no. no right? They're selling that's it the old-fashioned way. AB Rottenberg. So how do I get it? AB Rottenberg's actually printing CDs, cassettes, and <laughs> records. How do I get it? You buy it. You on... can buy the hard drive. You can buy a thumb drive. What does that mean? I don't Pl- know what that a thumb is. drive is just a little disc I that you stick in your car. I barely understand how to use Spotify. Right. Now I'm buying thumb drives. Right. What is that? <laughs> it's a thumb okay. <laughs> that you drive. That you drive. That's how um, it sounds like. You... But why would Spotify not have the album? Because he, he chose not to, to put be it on. like Taylor Swift? 
Yeah, A.B. Rottenberg wants to be like Taylor Swift, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if he knows who Taylor album. Swift is. <laughs> I suppose they made a calculation that it's going to be a very popular album, and they would like to see people pay full price for it, even though yeah, they no, only get half. I would buy it, but if I don't have Apple Music, how does that work? Well, you could buy it on Mostly Music and download it. Which oh, okay. Is, yeah. Go for that. We'll figure something out. Okay, you old woman? Yeah, I really want to hear it. <laughs> we'll figure yeah. something out. Next generation woman? Yes. I really okay. want to hear it. Um, another cute song that came out was from the Maka Beats. My kids have been singing... We don't talk about Bruno. Do you know what that is? No. No. I haven't watched it either, but it's a Disney movie called Mm -hmm. Encanto. And apparently the theme song is more popular than Frozen, Let It Go. And my kids have been singing it nonstop. And just when I literally told them I'm banning the song from my house, I don't want to hear it one more time, the Maccabees, God bless them, put out an Encanto Purim and they did a parody of the song and the Maccabees are excellent. So check out that video. It's actually very, very cute. Ma, Ishai Rebo is coming to Florida. I know. I have to get tickets. You have to get tickets. Could the fall hook me up or he has nothing to do with Ishai Rebo? um, No, I want to go. It's in a hotel. Besides for almost being as handsome, um, no, you have to buy tickets. Yeah, I'm going to get tickets. I really want to go, but I'll probably end up going myself. April 20th. Why? Todd can't go. He's a oh, Todd's an, Todd's an, when he wasn't an novel, he didn't want to go to Yusha Rebo Who's concert. practicing? <laughs> Who's practicing? <laughs> Todd's been practicing to be a novel all these years? Like, yeah, 40 years. Uh, <laughs> for um, April 20th But I'll Miami. go myself. I don't care. Take a friend. I love his music. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Yusha, and he has a new song. Yusha Rebo's great. Do you know that was Avram Freed's birthday this week? How could I have missed that? How old is he? Do you know? I don't know. He doesn't age. I remember age. when he was a little, little boy. I remember, honestly. And he it's used crazy, to sing. no? Yeah. Was, yeah, I remember. What, what did people say about him when he was... That he sings beautifully. Right. He was singing from a very, very, very young age. Yeah, yeah. He's really a talented I fellow. mean, everybody knew that the Freedmen sang, but then he became the star. Right. I want to plug one more uh, band. If you're looking for a band for a bar mitzvah and you want a guitarist that is going to shred and get all the boys at the party standing by the stage eyes wide open dreaming about the day when they will play as amazing as this dude Yoni Lorber band is fantastic only in Israel? no he's actually in America wow and he plays with Yehuda Pimenta who's amazing on the flute why do I have to wait till I get on the podcast for you to send me this very important information you know I always tell you send me anything new well, Amir Tashem, when we make a wedding, we will bring Yoni Lorber because I saw him playing on Instagram and he is absolutely amazing. I love the energy and that is so important at a wedding or at a bar mitzvah. So we will put the details in our podcast notes. Did you know that Melach Kohn got engaged? Who's Melach Kohn? The Avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. No? Not your no. favorite singer? <laughs> Doesn't sound Doesn't like ring something a bell? I would want, I don't listen think... to over and over again. Right. So he is a singer. He has a very unique sound. And his one and of his... a unique look. And a unique look. And he's finally engaged. Baruch so Hashem. that's Mazel very tov. nice. Always beautiful. And that's very exciting. Okay. And the last tiny bit... Oh, no. Beat... Don't even talk about that. Don't even talk about like, this. Like, why do you care? We're, look, we're looking at a picture of Julia Hart with a piece of masking tape. I actually appreciate this picture of her with masking tape on her mouth. She finally got it right. <laughs> Not a minute too early. <laughs> yeah, she finally got it right. Her it's book sad. is coming out and absolutely no one's going to read it. It's very sad. We heard all her Bubba Mices so yeah. far. So, yeah, that is your basic Instagram news. Um, Let's make sure that everybody stays safe and healthy. Don't drive. Don't when drink, you drink and drive. Really important. Now we have a segment called Motherly Advice from <laughs> Bubby Fagy. <laughs> what do I know, Hanala? You know. Not much. You know everything. I know please. one thing. I think today's youth is amazing. I really do. Because mm-hmm. it's a very difficult world to navigate. Okay. 
And I think your generation and a little bit younger are doing amazing job. Amazing job. Thank you so much because yeah. I absolutely do not know what I'm doing. Um, You do. I do? Yeah. You're just a lot. There's a lot going on. Right. And I think the women today are phenomenal. They're juggling a million balls in the air. Yeah. A million. Yeah. And it's not easy. No. It's very, very complex. Well, I just feel like Instagram is such a challenge for the modern woman. It, it is. Yeah. I feel like on the one hand, it brings us so much closer to people and connects us to so many inspiring women and we can reach out and we can learn from others and we can, you know. And I love that part of it. Yeah, we can join what all these. What would the world do without Chaya Brook? I'm serious. Well, everybody has their Chaya I mean, Brook. Exactly. Everybody has their person. And Rabbits and Esty. And I mean, and so inspiring. And There's so many. There's yeah. so many. And tr- true. It's true. It's like anything else that's delicious. Double-edged sword. There's always, you know, a cap. You have to know your limit. And I think that... It's very sad when you cannot put that phone down. Even my age, people, you just, it's just entertaining. I know. know. But nobody understands the value of leaving your phone home and going and sitting by the ocean and just thinking. I think it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people to do that. And if they try it, it's so powerful and so necessary. Just to be in your own thoughts. Yeah, I mean, okay, But not Shabbos. for too long. You want to listen okay. to podcasts? Yes. <laughs> Shabbos, you can, you can do it. But Shabbos, you're busy with your family, with food, with whatever it is, or reading. Or, but just to sit there and empty your mind is why it's such a struggle because of Instagram. Right. Because you feel like you're missing something. FOMO. I mean, I also feel like the concept of social media is so... Contrary to our principal values yes. of modesty and remaining hidden and keeping things, True. you know, away from the public. But it works public. for my personality. But it works so for my great. personality. So follow <laughs> Hanala Music on Instagram. And Felix Fagy. Felix Fagy at Instagram. <laughs> and the Weekly Squeeze podcast. We are glad to be back on the air. Mirza Shem, hopefully every week with celebrity guests. Today's guest was a real treat for me. Thank you. That I, was fun. Yes. I want to wish you safe. I think I'm better at this than I thought. You should have your own podcast. I always wanted to. I asked one of your sisters to do it with me. She shall be... Remain unnamed. Yeah. I said, let's do a a vlog. Okay. A a mother and a daughter and we'll argue on, you know... No, she didn't want to. Well, I'll do a podcast with you any day of the week. We didn't even get deep here. Like this, we no. just we barely scratched the surface. Yeah, we just figured we're yeah. gonna. Keep I didn't it blame you for any light. of my emotional disorders, <laughs> and I Everything didn't blame was... you. And I didn't blame you for mine <laughs> or your drinking problem. <laughs> so we did great, you know. Anyways, yeah, great. Um, thank you. everybody. We will see you next week. Fak Sameach. <laughs>